0: Welcome to Bump in the Night, where we tell scary stories of ghosts and other supernatural aspects, as well as talk about urban legends. Sit back. Relax. Turn down those lights. And enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Bump in the Night. This episode is more scary, and we are advised that, due to the graphic nature of this episode, viewer discretion is advised, it's a warm summer day the birds are singing the sun is shining and here stuck in an airless city bus with 19 disgruntled passengers sweat drips down your back and your head aches from the heat he breeze. <clears throat> Rustles the leaves on the trees outside, and all you can think about is how good it would feel to let the wind rush through your hair. You glance up at a sign above the seat. It shows a giant red X over an arm sticking out the bus window. You know you shouldn't technically put any part of your body outside. But you're dying for some error. Plus, who's going to notice? So when you're sure no one is watching, you stick your head out the window. You sigh with relief as the cool summer breeze hits your face and take a deep breath of fresh air then you close your eyes and smile you don't feel the bus swerve when you don't see the stop sign positioned so close to the road you don't know what's coming until it's too late until you feel cold still Slicing through your neck. (sighs) Of many of the rumors that make their way around school, playgrounds, and cafeterias. The story. The school bus decapitation is probably the most gruesome. It often begins with an unruly child sticking their head out of the bus window, and it leads with what that same head rolling down the city street, much to the horror of adults and children alike. It might seem far-fetched, but there are instances of kids being harmed by sticking their heads out of bus windows. They get distracted by some ordinary thing. They lean out to wave at a friend or get a better view of the schoolyard brawl. What they don't know is that it might be the last thing they ever do. The sixth graders at Brook Lake Middle School laughed and yelled as the bus twirled away from the school building toward the Old Mill Creek Bridge. Simon shifted in her seat and asked her best friend Katie if she wanted to stay play a game of M.A.S.H. Katie tied back her bright red hair and sighed. It was too hot for M.A.S.H. She smiled deviously at the closed window and said she needed some fresh air. Simone groaned. It would be an hour before They got to the museum, and Katie was already trying to get them in trouble at the beginning of their bus ride. Their teachers told them not to touch the windows after Ryan Jones had thrown a stink bomb out the bus on the last field trip. Opening them was strictly prohibited. But Katie didn't care about rules. She moved for the window, still smiling. Simone begged her to sit, but Katie just rolled her eyes and told her not to be such a goody-goody. Nobody was paying attention, and besides, she was only going to do it for a second. Simone bit her lip and glanced at the front of the bus. The teachers probably wouldn't see, but she wasn't just worried about getting in trouble. Kate Davison had a habit of doing dangerous things without thinking about the consequences, whatever they might be. Simone used to like that when they first became friends. Katie helped her come out of her shell. They did wild things together, like make prank phone calls, or that one day at the mall where they spoke to everyone in the weird British accent stuff. Simone would never have had the courage to do her own lately, though. Things are changed. Katie had... It all started on a warm day. Last April they were at Katie's house when Simone discovered the old 69 Chevy that Kate's dad had kept under the sheet in the garage. Simone mentioned that her uncle Rod had shown her. How to drive and Kate said she should try driving around the block. Simone was nervous. But Kate's enthusiasm was contagious. So Simone climbed into the driver's seat and clutched the gear shift. She took a deep breath and put the car in drive. As they roll, the garbage where they was the garbage there was a thud and a squeal. Simone's stomach lurched. She put the car in park and ran to see what had happened. The sound had come from Roger, the Davison's cat, and Simone had just flattened him. They were both grounded for weeks, but aside from that, Kate didn't seem at all that affected. She said that Roger was a mean old cat. She never, she never liked him, and he was on death's door. Anyway, of course, none of that mattered to Simone. She couldn't help hearing the cat's dying screech in her head. At the time, and as the time went on, she found it hard to do anything remotely risky. She kept picturing all the gruesome things that could happen, even now watching Kate stick her head out the bus was making some, making some owned stomach. Do summer results, her pulse raced as Kate shimmyed the shoulders through the narrow window and let the wind whip through her hair. She pulled on Kate's sleeve, and hissed that she shout the window. Now Kate grinned, wider, closed, her eyes and such he would in a minute. Simone hissed for Kate to keep her eyes open, but Kate told her not to be such a loser. Simone held her hands up into fists. Her whole body was suddenly sweating, and she found it hard to breathe. She looked anxiously toward the front of the bus, hoping a teacher would notice and make Kate stop. Judging from the drool dripping out of the sweater fast, Mr. Church wasn't waking up anytime soon. But Mrs. Newsome was wide awake. Simone shouted frantically over the rattle of the bus for Katie to come back in. Katie ignored her, but Simone's plan worked. Miss Newsom glanced back at them. Simone yanked Katie's sleeve and told, told her Miss Newsom had seen her. Kate pulled her head back inside, glaring at Simone. She asked if she'd gotten the teacher's attention on purpose. Simone bit her lip and whimpered that Kate could have really gotten her. Kate just snorted and called some Simone lying scalily. A scary cat snitch. Right then, Simone felt a hand on her shoulder. It was Miss Newsome who frowned and asked if everything was okay. Simone gulped and launched into a hysterical explanation. Katie was sticking her head out the bus. And she just knew something terrible was going to happen. The bus would swerve and she'd fly out or get hit or struck or maybe a street sign would cut her head off. Miss Newsom's face softened. She sank into the seat in front of them and asked Kate to wait for her. At the back of the bus, Kate gave Simone a dirty look, then stood up to stop down the aisle. Miss Newsome turned to Simone and smiled. She asked her why she was so worried about Katie, putting her head out the window. Simone went red. She murmured, That they weren't supposed to open them. Plus, wasn't it dangerous? Miss Newsome pursed her her lips and said she supposed it was. But what really concerned her was how upset it made Simone. Then Miss Newsome asked her. If there were a lot of things that made her the subset... Simone looked down at her hands, to think everybody loved Miss Newsom. She was the youngest teacher in the school, and she didn't get detentions or send people to the principal's office when kids in her class weren't doing well. She tried to help them instead of just letting them fail. Simone felt safe enough to take a deep breath and explain How everything just made her feel anxious lately. How just thinking about danger could make her feel paralyzed. And it was a scary place. It made her never want to leave home. Miss Newsome frowned. And children, that being paralyzed wasn't the same thing as being safe. Simone sighed, and said she might be right, but she didn't know how to stop being afraid. All the time, Miss Newsom said that she understood how she felt, but sometimes the only way to move past your fears is to face them. And if you started with little fears, soon even the big ones wouldn't seem so bad. Simone shook her head. For her, even little things were just too much. Miss Newsome nodded and curled her finger in words, beckoning Simone to lean in. Miss Newsome whispered, she really shouldn't do this, but maybe if someone saw someone else doing something scary, it might help her feel a bit braver. Miss Newsom opened the window and told Simone to watch before Simone could have checked the young teacher stuck her head partly out the window. She looked at Simone and grinned, her hair dancing in the breeze. Simone smiled back. Maybe Miss Newsom was right. Maybe this wasn't so scary. She was about to say, so when the bus swerved to enter the old covered Mill Creek Bridge, Miss Newsome Law, your bell and sun tripped further out the window when something slammed her backwards her face disappeared in the darkness of the bridge and for a moment Simone was confused then everything became crystal clear Miss Newsome's body sank back into the seat into her seat her head was gone and gore covered column of bone jutted up from between her shoulders and blood spurted from the ragged remains of her neck, soaking her fearly white blouse. Simone sat paralyzed, unable to move or make a sound, then the body toppled forward, spraying her face with blood. That's when she screamed. Coming up. Simone is haunted by more than just her guilt. So. This is why. We do not. Do that. Screams erupted as the students realized that Miss Newsome's headless body was slumped in the seat. Mr. Church awoke with a start and looked around in bewilderment as the driver pulled the bus off to the side of the road. Simone sat rigid in her seat, too terrified to move, she stayed that way as the fire department harrowed the other kids off the bus and the police arrived to take away the body. She only budged after her mother arrived and ushered her off into her waiting station wagon. Simone's mom was notorious tough So Simone was surprised when she let her stay home from school. She even told Simone that she would take as long as she wanted, but as days turned into weeks her mother's patience ran thin and on the second Friday after the incident, Simone's mom stomped into her room and announced that it was time for her to go back to school. For her own good, Simone begged for just one more week, but her mother had already made up her mind. Simone dreaded her return to school. If she hadn't been scared and tattled on Mrs. Newsome, tattled on Katie, Miss Newsom never would have stuck her head out the window. Simone had basically killed the coolest teacher in school, and Kate, was the only one who knew it. Simone didn't know how she could face her or trust her for all. She knew Kate had told everyone about how it was. All Simone's fault on Monday, Simone trudged gloom into her mom's idling station wagon and they began the drive to school seeing Katie wasn't the only reason that Simone was anxious about going back. They'd also have to cross the Mill Creek Bridge where Miss Newsom's had died. The only route over the river. Simone had been having nightmares about the bridge ever since the incident. Police had searched for weeks, but they hadn't found this head. They said it had probably washed away in the current. But in Simone's dreams, the head was still there. The dream was the same every night. She was driving Mr. Davison's Chevy. When she heard Miss Newsom's laugh, She looked down to see Miss Newsome's head sitting in the center of the road. Then there was the thump and a horrible crack. And as she rolled over Miss Newsome's skull, she heard a demonic cat squeal. She didn't know exactly what the dreams meant, but she did know that she was terrified of crossing Mill Creek. Her stomach tied itself into a knot as her mother drove up to the old covered bridge. She closed her eyes and tried to keep deep breaths as the car rattled through the shattered shaded tunnel. When they finally passed into the sunshine on the other side, Simone breathed a sigh of relief. She had made it through No severed heads. Or splattered brains. I hope you enjoyed. That episode. And remember. To always. Realize. Stick your head out the window.